0: It's 2022 and we are celebrating the 20th anniversary of UFC 38, the brawl in the hall. When the UFC rocked into the UK in 2002, it was a world away from the sports that we see today. Over in Vegas, of course, the Fatitas had bought the brand and they were 18 months into their redevelopment and things were moving fast. The sport in the UK around this time, listen, it was busy. There was talent there waking up to it. But you were talking about fighters fighting for a couple of hundred pounds at the most, and they were the main eventers. The sport was absolutely in its infancy. UFC had never been to Europe before, despite knowing that there was talent certainly coming out of this region. The fititas knew That was a massive opportunity out there, not just with the talent. Passion of the British fans was notorious, and they knew that if they could take an octagon into central London, that they were bound to capture the attention of those fans, generate an incredible atmosphere. So the UFC knew they had to head into Europe, and they knew that London was the right city. What they needed now was an iconic venue. They got that with the Royal Albert Hall. The Royal Albert Hall dates back to like the early 19th century. This is a venue that is one of the most beautiful, admired, iconic buildings in all of London. This is a place that holds operas and classical music events and charity balls. For mixed martial arts to get in there It was kind of unheard of, it was kind of unreal. It felt like a step way too far. So when the UFC announced it, nobody in the UK could believe it was actually true. To move it to the next level, what the sport needed was an injection of attention. That was what the UFC brought to the UK MMA scene, and they needed a good roster of fighters that absolutely stood out and had to be on that card. UFC put together a seven fight card, and of course, they went all out with the main event the big rematch that everybody was talking about. Matthews Hughes versus Carlos Newton. We all knew what had happened just seven or eight months before. Carlos Newton had got Matt Hughes in a submission. He basically out, but then, boom, the power slams came. Newton's out cold. Hughes is awake again, and we've crowned ourselves a new champion. One of the, the most incredible moments in UFC history. But everybody knew there was question marks about Matthews. So they had to run it back, they brought it to London. Title fight, that they knew was gonna capture the attention of the fans. But what they really needed to get the fans going was some local talent. James Zikic and Lee Remedios, two popular fighters, stepping into the octagon for the very first time. But let's face it, this whole card was based on two fighters, Mark Weir and Ian Freeman, the two most popular fighters in the sport in the UK at that stage in time. Weir was a Taekwondo black belt. He had a massive following and had a habit of finishing fights early. We'll come back to that. Then of course, Ian Freeman. At that time, absolutely the poster boy of the sport here in the UK. He was the guy that had already fought in the UFC. He'd been to the promised land before. Not only that, he dragged the promised land back to England with him. Feels like a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure to win, because uh, I can win all the time in America. Nobody knows about it. I lose once in England. Everyone thinks I'm a failure. I mean. Man, that's some motivation right there. Freeman may have been the big draw for the local fans, but man, this is the UFC. Nobody gets a soft touch, and absolutely, he got a ferocious one in Frank lee undefeated fighter at the time, and he outmatched. Freeman in pretty much every department. Freeman was a big underdog going into that fight. He knew exactly what he was facing. anyone gets in front of the machine, I'm gonna come through. You're gonna kick your ass, boy. So the card is absolutely set. They've secured this iconic venue. What the UFC now is a catchy name. And come on, Royal Albert Hall, brawl in the hall. This stuff writes itself. Mainstream media, radio, television, newspapers, everybody was talking about the fact that UFC was coming to the UK for the very first time. The event has to deliver. The world famous Royal Albert Hall hosts tonight to the most prestigious mixed martial arts competition on the globe as the UFC invades the UK. When the broadcast starts, boom, The screen comes alive, The Albert Hall 100% delivers. It looks absolutely phenomenal. UFC has arrived in the UK. Welcome to the Ultimate Fighting Championship. The real deal had finally arrived. 3,800 fans inside that venue, up until that very moment, had only seen the UFC on VHS tape. Now, they weren't just watching the UFC. They were part of the UFC. By the time the main card gets going, the atmosphere was incredible. But when it mattered most, things didn't start too well for the Brits. Zikic steps in the octagon to take on unbeaten American Phil Miller. It was a great fight, but it just didn't go Zikic's way. But what the global audience got to see was how passionate the British fans were, the kind of noise they were gonna make. Man, more was to come. Next up was Lee Remedios. He was stepping in against Mr. Entertainment himself. The king of the ring war, Japanese icon Genki Sudo. Imagine this young BJJ guy from England is suddenly thrown into the octagon with a Japanese fighting icon like Genki Sudo. He just didn't know what to do with him. And I think by the time the re and they choke went in in round two, I think the English fans were just happy that their guy had survived to fight another day. Wins by so things aren't going too well for the home fans, but then in steps the big man. The Wizard himself, Mark Weir, gets in against Eugene Jackson. Now, on paper, this was a tough fight, man. Jackson was a tough wrestler and he knew how to fight. But the Weir show was about to begin. The highlight of Mark Weir's career was just ten seconds away. Let's Rock and Roll! The Wolf for the Wizard meet Jackson and the Red Trunks. Weir in the black trunk. Oh, my! (laughs) And it's over! And it's over! Mark Weir knocked off Eugene Jackson! And what has to be the quickest knockout in UFC history! Bell went, they came out, touched gloves for a brief second, and then Weir threw a short crescent kick that allowed him to close the distance, and right behind it, Jackson didn't even see it coming. A short, choppy right hand. Boom! He was out cold before his head even bounced off the canvas. All the years I've been doing martial arts, first time I feel recognized as a sportsman, athlete, and I, I have to live up to it. That's all I kept thinking to myself, I have to live up to it. That's one of those moments where he's looking back, he knows this is the pinnacle. In that brief moment, he looks back over a whole lifetime, in martial arts, and suddenly everything comes into place. He'd arrived now. He'd achieved all his dreams in that moment. This was bigger than any title fight. This was the UFC in the UK for the very first time. And it certainly meant an awful lot to Mark Weir. But co-main event time now. Let's face it, the people's main event. And in steps the machine, Ian Freeman, to take on the rising superstar Frank Mir. I don't think anybody could have guessed what was about to unfold—a completely dominant, masterful performance. There's right. He connected. Freeman, another right. He gets ahead. Another uppercut to Frank Mir, an undefeated UFC fighter. There was absolutely nowhere in this fight where Freeman was getting beaten. Frank tried everything. He tried pulling guard, he tried climbing on top, he tried... At one point, he had Ian in a heel-hook attempt. But Freeman just could not be stopped. He was like a one-man Terminator. He was in there to get rid of Frank trouble. He was done, man. He was shot. Paul Frank was beaten, bloodied, bruised, and John McCarthy was given no option. He waved the fight off and the place went mental. Kirstie has stopped the fight. Ian Freeman has defeated Raymere. And this crowd has won the spot. They are on their feet again. Probably more iconic than the performance was Ian's celebration once he got hold of that microphone. Yo, England, I did it! This was his night. The one he trained his entire life for. Absolutely spectacular performance. Brace yourselves, because we still had the main event to go. Two of the biggest names in the sport, the rematch was on. Hughes-Newton 2, and it was about to go down inside the Royal Albert Hall. The fight itself was an absolute cracker. But it was Hughes that was absolutely in the ascendancy. By the time he got into round four, the mounted crucifix, raining in those right hands on Newton's face, it was done. Matt Hughes is the better man. The champion rode off with his belt. So the main event, wow, it was the icing on the cake, but make no mistake, this event was about Mark Weir and Ian Freeman, going from becoming pioneers in UK MMA, to become an absolute legend. The event put UK MMA on the map. It also got mainstream media interested in UK MMA. With that, brought more shows. With that, brought more gyms. With that, brought more competitors. And the sport grew and grew and grew from that moment. Today we've got contenders across all the weight divisions. We're looking at potential champion 100%. Patty the Paddy Darren Till has taken out a legend. We've had a UK UFC champion in Michael Bisping, And we've also provided the sport with some of its most iconic characters. So we're here in 2022. It's the 20th anniversary of the Brawl in the Hall. And I'm delighted to say that London has remained one of the most popular destinations for the UFC. Without Mark Weir, without Ian Freeman, without the Brawl in the Hall, and